victory. You are listening to the Manifesting God podcast with your host, Marie Elizabeth. This podcast will uplift and thrust you into the manifestation of the promises of God in your life. Tuning in again, you are listening to the Manifesting God podcast. I am your host. I am Prophetess Marie Elizabeth, and I thank you so much for joining me on this evening. We have victory on this evening, and I thank God for each and every one of you who have tuned in. So we're going to Ephesians 4 today, and um, if you recall, we've been talking about being seated with him. We've been talking about that, I say, maybe the past uh, three weeks we've been talking about. I'm looking at my board. 118, we started talking about seated with him. And we were in Ephesians 2, 6 then, where it says, and he raised us up together with him when we believe, the Amplified Version tells us, and seated us with him in heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus. So today we're going to go over to Ephesians 4, and I'm going to tell you in a minute what we're going to talk about, because remember now on the 25th, we talked about a spirit of ascension, a spirit of ascension. So if you have any type of discernment, you know where we're going today. Ephesians 4 says, and verse 8 this is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does, verse 9 says in the NIV version, what does he ascended mean? Except that he also uh-huh, descended to the lower earthly regions. He, verse 10 says, who ascended is the very one who ascended. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher, higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. He descended, he descended in order to Fill the whole universe, the entire universe. I like the way the King James Version says it, where he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. And verse nine says, now he that ascended, what is it? But he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He, verse 10, it says, that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he, that he might fill all things. He ascended so that he might fill all things. Now head over to Matthew 26. Head over to Matthew 26, and we're going to talk about today a spirit of descension, a spirit of descension. And I just want to point out to you what it takes to be willing to descend. See, because we cannot ascend, and I brought out a little bit of this last week, we cannot ascend unless we descend. And that's the part that nobody wants to talk about. That's the part that nobody wants to feel. That's the role that we prefer to bypass. We prefer to bypass the dissension piece and go straight to the ascension, straight to the ascension. But guess what? There are some prerequisites before you can ascend. First, descend. First, Decent. Let's talk about it. And uh, let's see what I say. Matthew 26 and 47. And I'm starting at verse 47. And we're talking about Jesus here. I'm going to stick to Jesus, what his responses were, how he handled it, what he had to deal with. Why am I focusing on him? Because 
he is the one in whose image we were made in likeness of. What he has done is set the example for what we too, what we too must go through. So we have to get rid of this attitude. Christ already died on the cross, so I don't have to. Tis not the truth. Tis not the truth. Christ died on the cross to show you how to descend and then ascend. Christ died on the cross to show you, to give you an example of descension so that you can ascend. Some of us are descending in such a, a tussle and such a and such a fuss that we're stuck and we cannot ascend. So let's talk about it. In Matthew 26, 47, it says, and while he was still speaking, we're talking about Jesus here, while he was still speaking, see, because he had been teaching before we get to chapter 26, Jesus is teaching and he's speaking in many parables, many different parables, at least three. And while he was still talking, while he was still teaching, while he was still ministering, behold, Judas, one of the 12, one of the 12 disciples that were walking with him, accompanied by a large crowd with swords and clubs. And I'm reading in the, what version am I in? Just so we can be on the same page. I am in, um, what am I in? I am in the New American Standard Version because I wanted it to be as clear as possible when I'm going through this. Verse 47, and while he was still speaking, behold, Judas one of the 12, accompanied by a large crowd with swords and with clubs who came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now, he who was betraying him gave them a sign previously saying, I feel like a narrator because this is, this is, this is being told to us by Matthew. Now, he who was betraying him gave them a sign previously saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one. He is the one. And what? Arrest him. Arrest him. Arrest him. You want to be called the one? Be prepared. An arrest is coming. An arrest is coming. I didn't say it was going to be warranted. I didn't say it was going to be justified. But if you, in order to descend, in order to ascend, you must first descend, which means you must be prepared in your dissension to be set up. Be prepared to be singled out from someone you know. Be prepared to be identified as the one. See, we want to be it. We want to be the ish, but we don't want what comes with it. To be the one means to be set up. Come on, you're about to go to a place of dissension. Everyone calling you great. Everyone calling you wonderful. Everyone telling you the one, you're the one. Time to descend. Time to descend. A spirit of dissension must come before a spirit of ascension. First step, set up. Set up, singled out by those you no. Now let's go on down to verse 55. In that same chapter, we're going to verse 55. At that time, Jesus said to the crowds, he's looking, he's like, have you come with swords and clubs to arrest me as you would against a man inciting a revolt? Is that what I am now? I'm a person inciting a revolt every day. He's saying in, in, the, in the following sentence, every day I used to sit within the temple grounds teaching you and you did not arrest me then. We were together. I was your teacher. Now you're coming to arrest me and you're not just coming with cuffs or rope to tie my hands. You're coming with clubs and swords as if I were violent. As if I were a violent one, dissension requires that you be treated in a manner that is undeserved by you. Jesus was working. 
He was doing the work of his father. He taught these people. He was with these people on the temple ground. And now he was the enemy. And now instead of the solution, he was now the problem. He was now the problem. See, dissension requires you to become the unconvicted enemy. You are now the enemy. There is no stacks of paper that signify the case that's against you. It is simply because you've been appointed the one. You've been appointed. You've been appointed to be arrested. You've been appointed to be shut down. Come on. Dissension requires you to become the unconvicted enemy. It doesn't matter if you've done any wrong. That is not the in question. That is not in question. We aren't here to arrest you because you've done something wrong. We're here to arrest you because you're the one. You're the one in this moment, in this time, you are the one that must be silenced. You are the one that must be silenced. Let's go down to verse 60. They did not find any, even though many false witnesses came forward, but later on, See, no one had anything to bring. They had nothing to bring a case, right? So, but it says, but later on, two came forward. This man stated, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. So they found someone that would come forward with some type of accusation. So when you could not find, when you could not find anything by which to convict them on, now he becomes the one that must be lied upon. Dissension requires that you not only be treated in a manner that you did not deserve, but dissension requires you to become, like I said, that unconvicted enemy, but you are the one now that gets lied on. You are the one whose words gets twisted. You are the one that all of a sudden you're in a position where there is nothing that you can say to even redeem yourself. Because even those words would be twisted. I'm telling you about what I know. I'm telling you about what I know. I am showing it to you in the scripture, but I promise you, I have lived it. I did not just arrive yesterday. I keep telling you all, I have sat with my leader, Apostle Richard A. Kent Jr. for over 25 years, 25 years. And I'm telling you what I know. Some of you on the feet, you've watched me grow up. So you know, I am telling you what I know. You get to a point when it is your turn to descend when God is calling you to a place of dissension, there is nothing that you can say that's going to redeem you. There is nothing that anyone wants to hear from you. You can only what? In verse 63, Jesus kept silent. Jesus kept silent. And that's the part that we have a hard time with. That's the part that we struggle in. We have to. Be able to say our part. And I tell you what, I won't even put it on you. When I was coming up, I had to be able to speak my own defense. I had to. I was coming up. My mother's backhand was in my mouth so many times because I just had to, as she would say, say your piece. You have to say your piece. You don't understand. There's going to come a time in your life, she used to tell me, when nobody's going to care about your peace. Nobody wants to hear your explanation. Nobody wants to hear your understanding. Nobody wants you to justify yourself. And let me tell you, she put those words in me, almost beat them into me, trying to get me to understand it. But what happened was wisdom, maturity, maturity had to catch up with wisdom. I didn't understand. It took me until I got to my leader to understand silence. 
to understand the benefits of silence, of how much you can say and not say with silence. And I'm going to tell you something. You get you get to a point where you're you're in a, a place of dissension so many times because if you don't get it the first time, you're going to descend again until you get it. I'll tell you about that a little later. But if you don't get it the first time, you're going to be forced to descend again until you learn. Stop defending yourself. Let God defend you. He will pull you up to that place of ascension when it's time. But until then, there are lessons that must be learned. Why? Because people's lives are in the balance. People's lives, eternal lives are in the balance, waiting on you to do as Jesus did in verse 63. Keep silent. They're waiting on you to keep silent to keep silent. And even when it came a time that he could have actually spoke, he just said to them, you have already said it in yourself. But I tell you from now on, you're going to see the son of man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. So he would only say what God could prove. He only spoke what God would prove. He didn't try to justify himself when he finally did speak. He only said what God he knew would defend, what God would defend. And I'm going to tell you sometimes in that time, in that place of dissension, you do not always know what God will defend. Everything is mixed up. Everything is crazy order. So like I said, you can say something, but no matter what you say, it gets twisted. So you don't know what's right and what's wrong anymore. It's as if you have been um, um, in, uh, gifted with a spirit of confusion. So you don't even know what to say anymore. So you say nothing. You say nothing. You hold your peace. As I said on last week, you hold your peace and you wait for God to defend you. You wait for him to fight your battles. If you don't, if you don't, your dissension will come again. It will come again. Verse 67 says, they spit in his face. They beat him with their fists. Some slapped him and said, go on, prophesy to us, Christ. Who is it that hit you? Come on, tell us who did it. Who spit on you? Tell us, tell us who did it. See, dissension, dissension, requires that you accept being mocked because you have to understand everybody don't want you to ascend. Everyone does not want you to ascend. So if you don't get comfortable in that position of dissension, if you don't get comfortable getting spat at or slapped or mocked in that position of dissension, you'll never get it in ascension. You'll never get it. If you don't learn how to keep your mouth closed in dissension, you'll never keep your mouth closed in ascension. You'll always try to defend yourself in ascension. Show me somebody today who's constantly jumping to their own rescue, won't let God fight their battles, always got to say their side, always got to defend their own self. That's a person that did not get the lesson in dissension. Because dissension is your lowest of lows. That's your lowest point. I told you, you're at a point of confusion because you don't know how you got there. You don't know how you got there. So you don't know what to say to free yourself of it. So you should choose, you should choose to stay silent. But if you do not, that means you're going to try to ascend the same way you descended. The point of the dissension, the point of the dissension, as you, I, I can, the best way I can describe it is as you go, as you go down, things are being, things are being, being, you're going down in such a tight space, in such a tight space, the rocks and the, and the, the, the ground as it were around you are literally ripping the skin 
off of you, ripping your thought process apart, ripping your eye. Your eyes are closed because you don't want the dirt, the soil as you're descending to, to get into your eyes and your nails. Or everything is, you're in a tight space being squeezed and pushed down and pressed down with no measure, being pressed down into the tight space and the rocks are, are scraping your skin and you're bleeding. And you let me tell you, it's an experience. I won't soon forget. So that is, that is. And so in that moment, just picture in that moment, all that is happening and people are spitting on you and slapping you in the face and mocking you. And you have a response. The rocks are scraping and cutting into your skin, cutting into your face. The soil is coming down. Your face is getting lower and the soil's here and the soil's here and the soil's coming up here. And people are spitting down on you, spitting as you go down and spitting down on you. And you still have a reply. You still have something to say. You still want to speak on your own defense. You still had that? Then I say, I I I say, ma'am, sir, that your dissension is going to go real slow. It's going to go real slow. And dissension, I'm going to tell you right now, is at least 10 years by itself. It's at least 10 years by itself. You don't learn to keep your mouth closed, it'll turn into 1520. Keep talking. Keep talking, keep trying to defend yourself and your dissension will only take longer. It will only take longer. Jesus is trying to show us here how to descend. Go to the next chapter, go to chapter 27 and go down to the 11th verse. And what happens here, Jesus, he's now standing before the governor and the governor is questioning him, trying to get a response because he doesn't believe that he's really guilty of anything. But Jesus knows, he knows what he must do. He has to finish this work. See, even in dissension, there's a work that must be finished before you can ascend. There are, there, there's a, there's an experience that must be completed, finalized before you can ascend. And all Jesus said when the governor asked him to explain, did he have anything to say? They're, they're saying, you're the king of the Jews. Do you have any defense? And he said, it is as you say. How many of us can do that? How many of us can agree with the executioner? How many of us can agree with the executioner. Can you agree with your enemy today? Your enemy tell you, you don't, you don't, God don't love you. God don't want you. God don't have no plan. God has no plan for your life. God had no plan for you from the very beginning. He, you just, you just, you know, he has no intent of, 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 of having you ascend. You're only going to ever descend. How many of us have the courage to say it is, as you say, it is, as you say, how many of us have the courage to agree with our enemies? I'm going to tell you something. When I was in that position of descend, descending, it took a while for me to learn to agree. It took a while for me to learn to let whatever is said be said. But I'm going to tell you something. When I got it, when I got it, my leader will tell you when I got it, though. When I got it, you could say whatever you wanted to say. And I, my face was fixed like a flint on the promises of God. I knew that he would not suffer my foot to slip. And I knew that he would rescue me in due season. And, but I also knew I had to hold my peace. And when I say hold your peace, I don't mean just speaking. You got to shut your mind down. Some of us, we're doing a lot of fighting in the dissension process in our mind. And you don't understand that God is a discerner of your thoughts. And how are you, how the whole point of the dissension, believe it or not, I know it sounds foreign, break you. 
That's the point of the dissension. Break you. Break you. Let your mind break. Let your thoughts break. Stop, stop not saying it, but thinking it. You're not saying it, but you're thinking it. And what you don't understand is out of the abundance of your heart pours your actions. So you might not be saying it, but your actions are telling everyone what you're thinking. So you're still speaking. You're still speaking. Apparently, as you've been squeezed down into that tight place of dissension, the big stone that's digging into your skull, that's partially starting to open your skull, is not hitting you at the right place. Apparently, there needs to be a bigger stone, perhaps to the left side of you, that'll really dig in your skull that will cause your thoughts to be paralyzed. To the point where, although you're not speaking it, you're not thinking it either. Maybe, maybe that's what it's going to take to put you in a position of surrender. See, we have to get into a position of surrender when we are ever, when we're in or walking with the spirit of dissension. We must get to a point of dis, of um of where we're walking in a place of surrender where. When he, when the, when the governor said to Jesus, don't you have anything to say? Just agree. It's whatever you say. It's whatever you say. And I think that's what I used to say. My leader would be like, you don't even have, and I'd be like, whatever you say, it's whatever you say, whatever you say, because I had no more fight. I had the play, the point that I was at in dissension, I had no more fight. I'd surrendered. I'd surrender. I did not, as Jesus did not offer any answer. And then Pilate said to him in verse 13, do you not hear how many things they are testifying against you? Now, remember they're twisting his words. So they're lying. And even though they were lying on him, guess what? Jesus still did not answer. He did not answer him. My phrase used to be, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. Verse 15 says, okay, now they're at the point where they're at the Passover feast. And at this point, normally someone would be, you know, let go, but you know, someone would be made free. But the issue came in, the issue came in that although Jesus had done no wrong, it came to a point where the folks that were with him in the situation, in the circumstance, in the prison, I mean, in the being held as well, they'd actually done something wrong. They'd actually done something wrong. But guess what? He left it up to the people and the people were like, "Mm -mm, crucify him, crucify him. See, decisions, dissension, I'm sorry, dissension requires that you be okay okay with those who have actually committed a crime being made free while you stay incarcerated. So dissension requires that you be okay with being incarcerated. Don't matter. You're going to see many people around you who have actually cut the fool, who have actually done wrong, but only you are incarcerated. Only you are incarcerated. Are you prepared for that spirit of dissension that puts the sin of others, makes it be borne by you? It's your sin. You didn't do it. You don't even know what it is they've done. But you know, you know it's something and you know that they're free and you're not. You know that they're free and you're not. You're not. Now listen, down in verse 24, we're in verse 24 now. Now, when Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, he said, I'm accomplishing nothing. But rather at this point, the people were starting to riot. The people were starting to riot. He took water. He washed his hands in front of the crowd. He says, I'm innocent of this man's blood. You are not going to make me crucify this man. And then he told, he actually said, you know, I'm just done with this. I'm not going to, this is, this is all a lie. I don't suspect that this man has really done anything wrong, whether or not he will defend himself or not. I personally don't want to be held responsible. I don't want to be held responsible. Dissension requires 
that you look in the face those that could have rescued you and they don't. Those that could have spoke on your behalf and they won't. A spirit of dissension requires that you accept that, that you accept that, that you accept that. Why? Because you simply know it's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. And if you can see the big picture, you know what's coming after this. So you grit your teeth and you bear up under it. You bear up under it, not with a funky attitude, because I'm going to tell you, my funky attitude had me getting dropped in a pit like Joseph several times. Joseph at least got dropped once. I got dropped and then kicked back down. Pulled back up. Nope, you ain't ready. Drop her again. You know, so be we have to be careful of our attitude in that place of dissension. We must be careful, I'm saying it again, of our attitude in that place of dissension. See, because verse 27 through 29, it talks about how Jesus was mocked. And so mockery is coming. Mockery comes in that place of dissension for what? I said it before, to break you, to break you until you get numb to it, until you can look at people and see their mouths moving and hear nothing. That place of dissension will be yours because see, if you can see their mouth moving and hear nothing, that means you won't respond. It's all about your response. It's all about your response. Listen, these people went as far, not only did they mock him, but they put a, a like a staff in his hand, put a robe on him, put some thorns on his head, and they just really just, just mocked him. Oh, so you're the king of the Jews, Jews. Oh, so you're 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 the great messiah. They just mocked him. See, because again, everyone does not want to see you be successful. Everyone does not want you to survive dissension. Everyone does not want you to ascend. Everyone does not want you to ascend. So is that the time to call them out? Is that the time to try to point the finger at them? No, that's the time to do as Jesus did. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth and just go down and just go down. It'll go so much easier for you if you just shut your mouth and go down, go down. Because guess what? The only way you're ever going to ascend, the only way you're ever going to ascend is if you allow if you, uh, the only way you're ever going to ascend is if you allow dissension to take place. And when I say allow, now keep in mind, I'm going to say to you like this, oh, you're going down whether you want to or not. That's the way that works. Yeah, it's a thing. You're going down whether you want to or not. You will descend. Now, how long you stay in that place of dissension? Part of that is God, but part of that is you. Let me tell you a little story. I had, I, I'm a PK kid. My parents have since gone on to be with the Lord, but something about us PK kids, Lord Jesus, help us. We some, we're a special breed. And I was, I grew up with, even though I grew up in foster care with one set of parents, my, my, my pastor parents, even though I grew up with that one set of parents, us PK kids, we can be the most privileged, uh, Arrogant. Uh, let's see. Uh, think we so much as old people say, suchy much, muchy such, all of that. We can be so much that. So arrogant we are. And we, you know, and and it it for God to be able to use everything, everything that our parents put in us, and my parents put a lot, a whole lot into me from the time they had me to the time they left this earth. They put a whole lot into me, but for that to manifest, for that to actually manifest, I had to descend. And as I descended, it was a painful experience 
for the soil, the rocks, the, the you know, uh, the tools, the old tools that <laughs> I'm, I'm just describing what I know we can visualize. The old tools that horticulturists would use, the, the scrapes and the, the things to lift the soil, the things they just drop and leave in the ground, all that stuff was in the ground. It was a hard thing to descend. And all of that was scraping my skin and scraping my face meaning God meaning to clean me up and get off of me the filth of the world and the filth of my nasty mindset. It was a painful experience, but believe it or not, even amidst all the pain, it took me nearly 10 to 15 years to come out of that. It took 10 to 15 years to get that off me. Why? Because every time I got lifted up a little bit, for ascension, I still had the, I still for a while had, I got to defend myself. I still had for a while, um, how dare you? I still had for a while, I don't have to take this. I still had a for a while, get in where you fit in. I still had for a while that I don't have to be bothered with you. I still had for a while, I'm going to pay you back for this. I still had for a while, I'm not going to respond. I still had for a while, I don't want to talk to you. I still had for a while, you don't want to be bothered with me. I don't want to be bothered with you. I still had it for a while. I still had it. And every time I got lifted out of the descendant place just a little, one of those things would show up. And I promise you, God would just let go. And I'd go, ah, trailing, falling back down into the pit. I'm telling you, I was Joseph. I was Joseph, but I didn't know my name until I got out of the pit. It took a while for me to get out of the pit. Because let me tell you something, if uh, there were times when I would climb and just about get out of the pit and my own sisters and brothers would kick, kick me back down and down I go falling. There were times when I'd be getting ready, my leader would lift a hand to pull me out of the pit and he'd see that funky attitude and he just let go. And I fall back down in the pit. I'm gonna tell you, we, we have a lot um, to us as we've grown over the years in the church system that God wants to cleanse us of, but we won't allow the dissension to happen. Some of us are standing, uh, let's say if Joseph was at a pit, some of us are standing over the pit where our legs wide open and our hands just covering our arms spread out over the, over the two sides of the hole, trying not to go down because we just refuse to go down. Why? Because we don't understand the purpose of the pit and we don't understand the purpose of dissension. We don't understand that in order to ascend, we must first descend. We don't understand, Joseph, that in order to come out of the pit, we must first be actually in the pit. And most of us don't want that experience. We want to defend ourselves. We want to be what we want to be in God. And we don't want, we don't want to be what God has called us to be. That's too hard. We don't want to have to stay in the pit that long. We don't want to have to descend for that long, even though it means that we might get up um, with the power as Jesus did of apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists, power to actually change the world, distribute, distribute gifts unto men from God himself. We don't, we don't want that. We'd rather, we'd rather call ourselves Christian and call ourselves prophet or call ourselves apostle or call ourselves teacher. Don't fulfill any work and never, ever, never, ever, God forbid, have the things of our past or things that have latched onto us, ungodly things scraped off of us through a dissension. We don't want that. We don't want to suffer that. But guess what? Until you do, until you do, you have disqualified yourself from God's use. He cannot use you. He cannot use you until you descend, until you get dropped in that into that hole, Joseph. See, let me tell you something. Joseph, when he was, he was, you know, Joseph, let me tell you, Joseph was his father's favorite. And guess what? Joseph knew he was his father's favorite. He knew it. He knew it. Now, Jesus was God's favorite, if we can say it like that. And Jesus knew 
he was God's favorite, but he also know he had he also knew he had a work to finish. He knew he had to finish a work. Joseph didn't know that. So Joseph is just running around being Joseph. Joseph is running around bragging and showing off his code and showing off what daddy did for me. And he's just just great and wonderful. He's I'm telling you, I've seen him come and you know I've seen him go. Oh, daddy just loves me. I am just great. I am wonderful. Daddy made this for me. Daddy did this for me. And daddy did this. I used to tell my leader, you know, you, you handing out lollipops. I'm about to snatch them out folk mouth and just stomp on them. <laughs> you know what he did. Let go. Drop me right back in the pit. You ain't ready yet. You ain't ready yet. See, we don't, we, we can't sit like Jesus did and watch the real sinners, the real criminals go free while we stay bound up. We can't do it. But it's part of the pit. It's part of the dissension. You have to relax in the dissension. Let the pit be, let yourself just drop down into the pit. You ever have one of those dreams where you're just dropping and you never really hit, you never really hit bottom. You just falling. Ah, you just falling. You know, that that's some that's some of us. We just ah, just falling. Come on. Let let that let that hard ground hit your bottom. Land already. Land already, land already on that behind and let God clean you up. Let him clean us up. See, because guess what? There will be no ascension. That means there will be no, um, there will be no, um, no use. You will be not fit for the kingdom, not fit for kingdom use until you descend. Joseph was not fit for God to use him until he descended until he until he got dropped in that pit and that's a scary I'm telling you it's a scary place because it's a place you've not clearly been to before you've not been to it before it's scary and it's painful excuse me and that's not what most of us want to experience we don't want to experience the pain we don't want to experience the pain of doing, of, of growing up. We don't want to experience the pain of being cleansed. We don't want to experience the, the hurt of being um, cast aside by, by those that we quote unquote love. We don't want to leave or forsake our families. Because God knows we need mommy and daddy and sister and brother. God forbid if we should have to walk with God only. Oh, my God. I have to be alone with God only. I can't have my girlfriend hang out with me. I can't have my bestest girlfriend that we grew up together hang out with me. You mean, wait a minute. My husband can't go. My wife can't go. Oh, my God. I got to do it by myself. That's where a lot of us are at. We don't want to go alone. Okay, newsflash, you are already alone. The people that say they're your friends, they're not. The people, the people that say that they love you, they don't. Why are you holding on to what is not holding on to you? Why? We talked about this before. We talked about choosing your relationships and understanding what is for you and what is going to help usher you into a better awareness of God and what is literally taking you in the other direction. Why are you holding on to things, people, places that are literally taking you in the opposing direction? Opposing direction. God would have you today today to relax into a place of dissension. See, because right now, right now, he is, God has, God has, God has turned a corner. He's literally turned a corner. And some of us have already disqualified ourselves because we don't want to turn a corner. We don't want to do something new. We don't want to do something that's not familiar to us. We'd rather stick with our rituals and our religious practices than to walk in to a place of ascension where God has made everything new. We'd rather stick with the old, that place of dissension. We'd rather, we'd rather live in dissension. And that God has not called us to live in dissension. He didn't call us to live in the pit. 
we were supposed to allow the cleansing to happen or not only on our way down, but once our bottoms hit the bottom, we were supposed to allow cleansing to happen. But so far, so far, we're stuck. Some of us are, some of us won't descend and some of us are stuck in dissension. We just won't come up. We won't come up. Why? Because we done got comfortable in that place of dissension. We done got comfortable without. We done got comfortable without the gifts, the talents, and all that God has promised. Well, those promises were so fresh and new and touchable to us before we descended that we we just couldn't wait to be what God called us to be until we descended. Now we're mad. We're mad at God. We're mad at God that he embarrassed us. He embarrassed us. He took us. He he let our friends ridicule us. He let our friends put us down. He let our parents turn their backs on us since we wouldn't turn our backs on them. He, he let our friends walk away from us since we wouldn't walk away from them. And the friends that remained, he let them ridicule us. He let them kick us further down into dissension. He let them mock us. He let them tease us. He let them ridicule our, our dreams and our visions that we once had of what God told us that we would be and what we would have in him. So now we're stuck in a place of dissension with anger, 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 and frustration with God when that anger and that frustration should be with you. Because even in that place of dissension, God would lift you up if you stand up and hold your hands up and reach for him and reach for him. He might, he might, he might lift you up out of there. And to and bring you up slowly. Now I'm going to tell you the truth. It's descending is a narrow. It's a narrow place. So even to get pulled up uh, is painful. Even to get pulled up is painful because you got to go back through. You got to go back through and whatever residue, whatever residue might be trying to to jump on you or whatever residue residue that didn't get off of you as you went down. Oh, it's coming. It's coming off as you slowly get pulled up through that narrow place. The residue is coming off as you slowly get pulled up through that narrow place so that once you stand on that solid ground, on that solid ground, that is your faith in Christ. Once you stand on that solid ground, you'll be cleansed, you'll be whole, and you'll be ready for the master's use, for the master's use. Mm -hmm. See, God is calling us to a place now where he wants to be able to use us for his glory. God wants to be able to use us for his plan. God wants to be able to use us in this next dispensation. And, but in order to do that, we have to be cleansed. We have to be whole. We have to be whole. We can, we can, we can no longer, listen, God is no longer accepting us with a little residue. He's no longer accepting just just a little bit of leaven. See, because what we figured out now, what we should know by now is that a little leaven, it does leaven the entire lump. So he's not he's not taking us no more with a little bit of lying. He's not taking us no more with a little bit of cheating. He's not taking us no more with a little bit of manipulation. He's not taking us any more, any more with a little bit of cussing. He's not taking us a little bit anymore with a little bit of a um of a, a jealous jealousy, with a little bit of arrogance, with a little bit of pride. He's not taking us anymore. He said, I want you whole. And if you would only reach for me, I can cleanse you and I can make you whole. Yes, it may require some dissension. But if you close your mouth, if you hold your peace, if you hold your peace, if you hold your peace, I can do double work in a short period of time. I can do double work in a short period of time. And if you're stuck in that place of dissension, if you would only just forgive, see, because some of us, God can't pull up out of that place of dissension because we won't be able to forgive the folks that helped us get there. We won't be able to forgive the folks that help us get there. Why can't we forgive them? Why can't we thank them? Why can't we thank them? Aren't we better now on up in the place of ascension? Aren't we cleansed now in the place of ascension? Aren't we able to be used by God now in this place of ascension? So if anything, we should say thank you very much and sincerely mean it. 
See, this is how we're able to serve our enemies and love our enemies, because we recognize that the pit that you dropped us in, it was only God using you to get us to the place that he wanted to so that he could cleanse us of filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. And so that he could perfect holiness in us so that we could walk worthy of the vocation wherein we are called so that our eyes would be fixed like a flint on his promise and nothing could come that would make us look left or right. We would be about our father's business. We would be about our father's business. See, we don't see our enemies right. Don't worry about what the person did. God did that. God is in control. God is in control. He can use whomever he wants to use to get us, to position us right where he wants us. Right where he wants us. See, because even with Jesus in, in chapter 28, it tells us right after the Sabbath, our earthquake came and guess what? The angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and took a seat and took a seat. And when they came to see about Jesus, guess what? The linen, everything was neatly folded. Yeah. Why can't, why, in that place of dissension, can I recommend that if we really want God to pull us out of that place of dissension, if you should be in that place of dissension, how about you fold up your linen, make preparations. If you believe God today to pull you out, fold up your linen, set up, set, fold it up nice and neat, patiently patiently he took his time in hell and folded up the linen that he had on that they had dressed him in in his death and they folded it nice and neat left it on the rock and just calmly just calmly the angel just calmly rolled the stone away and just sat there and just waited for someone to come waited for someone to share the good news with can we appreciate today that god is positioning us for not only for ascension, for those who have already had their descent, descent, descended uh, period, who have already now ascended and are out of that place of the pit. Can we now, can we now move away from the, from the pit? Are we, why are we still looking down? There's a work to be done. Uh, Joseph, why, why are you still looking in the pit that you, you're not, there any longer can we go there's some dreams that need to be interpreted there's some countries that need to be ran by you there's some provision that that's going to come through the wisdom that god is going to give you for the people of god in a time of famine can we can we move can we move on can we walk can we can we go be about our father's business come on let's get about our father's business Get about our father's business. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been talking about a spirit of dissension. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today, God. We thank you today, God, that you are he who once descended and who has now ascended and is sitting at the right hand of of the father sitting at the right hand of the father interceding interceding praying for us oh god and we thank you we lift our hands and we give you the praise we give you the glory for it is only you who has lifted us out of that descended place only you have lifted us out of that pit and it is you who will cause us to move forward and be what you have called us to be we appreciate your grace and we thank you for your mercy you are god our redeemer our savior jesus christ our lord and our deliverer and we give you glory today and we give you praise today for you alone kept us in that place of dissension you kept our minds you kept our heart but you cleansed us of filthiness and of the flesh and spirit that which we did not need you god lifted us up and you made us whole and holy and we give you glory and we give you honor god we give you honor now open the eyes god of the people that are on that are under the sound of my voice 
open their eyes that they may see God, that they may see that the ground that they are now standing on is a solid ground of the Lord Savior Jesus Christ, that they are standing in the holy place. God, heal, make free, and deliver. Heal every scar. Heal every hurt. Heal every heart hurt. Heal every mind hurt. And give them a spirit of love and forgiveness so that they may now be about your business. So that they may now, God, preach teach, minister the word of the Lord Jesus Christ, God. Heal your leaders, oh God, from the sheep bites that they have received over the years, God. Oh I send my voice out throughout the, 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 the country, God, throughout the world, God, in the name of Jesus. Heal these leaders, your true called leaders, God, that are shut down, God, because of a place of hurt, because of a place of not understanding. God, heal, make free, and deliver. Heal, oh God, make free and deliver. Rescue them, God, in the name of Jesus, from the bondage of their mind, in the name of the Lord God. Rescue them, oh God, from the heart, from the hurt of their hearts, in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord God, and raise them up, a new man, a new woman, a new creature in you, oh God, ready to be about their father's business. Oh, touch them right now, God, and tell them the Lord, the Lord has need of you. The Lord has need of you. Stand and pick up your clue. It's time to go to work. It's time to go to work in the name of Jesus. I thank you, oh God. I thank you, oh God. I thank you, oh God, that you've made us pure. You've made us pure and you've cleansed us for your good work. You've cleansed us for your good work. You've cleansed us for your good work. I thank you. I give you glory and I give you honor, oh God. Make us a new people in you. Fit for kingdom work. Fit for work, God. Raise up the laborers. Raise up the laborers. God, we thank you that you're great and you're wonderful. Great and you're wonderful. And God, for the laborers that refuse to be raised up, strengthen the hand of the laborers that will. Strengthen the hands of the laborers that will. Give us double strength. Give us triple strength. Strengthen our legs. Strengthen our feet. Strengthen our minds. Give us wisdom. Give us strategy. So that we can work, work, build. Build, rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. So Do it, God, in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We bless you. Koroshata. Unfold. Unfold. Tereshete. Apostles, unfold the blueprint. Kora shape shake. So the Yabasha. Hands are ready to build. God's hands are ready to build. Kora satabeshe. The will of the Lord be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Russia, your kingdom come and your will be done. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. 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 People of God, pray, 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 pray. People of God, pray, 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 pray. People of God, pray, 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 pray. People of God, pray, pray. God is doing, God is doing, God is doing a new thing, a new way. No longer the same. No longer the same. Hear the prophetic word, no longer the same. It's not going to look like it used to look. Anything that looks like it used to look, that's not God. God is moving in a different direction. God is moving in a different direction. Come on now, apostles, you got to look at that blueprint again. You're going to see it changed. It changed. It changed. Your blueprint has changed. Your blueprint has changed. 
prophets, look again, look again, look again. We're building differently. We're building differently. We're building differently. Tune your ear to God's mouth. I call the prophet's ears to God's mouth. I call your eyes to see clearly the blueprint that the apostles are holding. That you will build what God is indeed doing now. Now, 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 now. Come on, bless God in here. Bless God in here. Bless him in your home. Bless him in your home. Bless him in your home. It's a new sanctuary. Bless him in your home. It's a new sanctuary. It's a new sanctuary. It's a new sanctuary. Bless him in your home. Oh God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you for joining me on this evening. And I will see you on next week at 7 p.m. If you'd like to sow into this broadcast, I am Marie Elizabeth on PayPal and in Cash App. And I do look forward to seeing you again. And I do pray for you all every week. If you're under the sound of my voice, know that I am praying for you and yours. I'm praying for you. None shall be lost. You will see the promises of God, but you must submit to the new direction, the new direction. We're rebuilding and it doesn't look like it did before. It doesn't look like it did before. God bless you.